Hi, my name is May, and I'd like to welcome you to the very first episode of Two Alaska Women. We're going to be traveling around the state of Alaska and talking to some of the most interesting people in the entire world. We're also going to be traveling, for the most part, off the grid and to some of the places that you've probably never heard of in your entire life. Our first episode, I'm going to be joining Judy here in just a second and Gary because I found out they just left Homer, Alaska yesterday in Gary's Turbine Otter and they were heading up to Prudhoe Bay. Let's check in on them and see what they're doing. Two days ago we flew up. Yesterday right. Gary had eight hours of flying. He had a huge charter all over the North Slope and I explained that he was going to all these places and I was flight following and what does that mean and why was I doing that and and then um, he got back, and we only had one of the four heaters in the hangar actually working. And the hangar is a huge space. I've shown you pictures, right? Right. So what's the temperature up there, just to gauge how important that heater is, it's, the heaters? It's 30 below plus wind chill that makes it 50 to 60 below. Oh, good grief. Yeah. And so if the heater's not heated, then the plane's not heated, and various things don't work very well if you don't heat the plane. Once it's up and flying, it's generally okay, but you got to get it off the ground. you got to have hydraulics working. you got to be able to raise and lower the, the door in the hangar, which is a huge door, huge space. Those hydraulics freeze because mm -hmm. um, it's just plain cold. If you don't keep everything heated inside, you know, batteries die, engines don't start, equipment won't run. It's a huge undertaking, and it's cold. So yes. Everything you're trying to fix and work on and do is a challenge. Gary just has the one aircraft up there right now. Is that correct? Yeah, so far. He's going to bring the second one up. He needs two of them for the Navy contract, and he's doing a bunch of work with SAE, which is a geophysical outfit doing seismic work, and with Ulganik, which is Native Corporation, doing that, um, doing a road, an ice road, snow road, wintertime road between several villages on the North Slope. Right. Um, he, he also, I think, I don't know if he's doing plug and abandon for them again, BLM work and other incidentals like flying BBC out to Cavett for that TV show about uh, Edge, or I forget what it's called, one of those reality shows and all that kind right. of stuff, you know, that, all that work, that kind of work, charter work, calling stuff and people mm -hmm. and some some meteorologist going out to an old site that they had equipment that they're getting signals from, you know, keeping track of the weather. Right. Um, just tons of different, that kind of work stuff. Right. Yes. Now, how many hours did it take for you and Gary in the Otter uh, to get from yeah. Homer to Yeah, I to talked Fairbanks. about all this on my recording that didn't record. I explained right. how we launched from Homer. We didn't get away from there till about 2.30 because there's always tons more things that come up. We were shooting for two, which was really pretty good to make it by 2.30. Right. Um, you know, and it's kind of interesting little things like we had to go pick up a stair. An otter is a unique airplane and a lot of parts are not manufactured and a lot of the extra things that you need for it, you have to find craftsmen who can do that kind of work and anyway we we had to do a bunch of odds and ends and get ready to go and then launched landed in fairbanks i didn't write any of this down but i recorded it but then i didn't record it so now i forget but it took us about three right. hours to fairbanks right and um two and a half to three and then we fueled there refueled and then 
we had another three plus hours. Let me think for a minute. Let's see, two thirty, three about five thirty, yeah, and then seven thirty, eight thirty nine. Yeah, and then it took another three about an hour in Fairbanks waiting for the fuel truck and then getting fueled up and then another three hours or so. We had big headwinds, you know, you have to fiddle around looking for a good altitude where you can get the least amount of headwind and at points we were up you have to be at least eighty five hundred for a lot of it and because um, you're going over the Brooks Range, and then it's 10,000. And so, yeah, how, so how long does that take? How long well, are you over the mountains? From Fairbanks, that trip from Fairbanks to Dead Horse, that leg is another three hours or so, three plus hours. Oh, wow. Okay. So the whole trip is a 1,000 miles. You know, I mean, it's a significant trip. Right. If you're lucky and you catch a tailwind, then you can zip along there at 140 to 160 miles per hour. But if you have a headwind, which we had 40 five mile per hour headwinds for spells, then you're way back barely going a hundred. So, you know, the the time factor varies a lot with the conditions. But from the time we left Fairbanks all the way to landing in Dead Horse, it was dark. It was getting dark as we were landing in Fairbanks. So it's a beautiful flight in the daylight when you can see all those mountains of the Brooks Range. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous, but this was all dark. My goodness. So once you got, once you left Fairbanks, though, I, I'm guessing that it's been pretty clear because it's so cold. Because generally right. when it's clear, that makes right. it somewhat Correct. colder. Yes. Yesterday, his first day here in and right off the bat, it's a big deal because you've got it. We weren't able to get the hangar door open or the truck running the first night. The battery was broke because things have been so cold and they actually had power outages for periods. So that makes things a lot less reliable. You know, mm-hmm. once you click off certain uh, things in the cold, they don't always start back up again after a couple of days of no power. Mm-hmm. So anyway. The, the truck battery was um, too low, and so you need the truck to get the otter into the hangar. So we didn't even attempt to open the door. We didn't even know we had a problem with the hangar door, the big door right. um, for the truck. There are two different doors, and we had to work on both of them. One's what they call a garage door, you know. And the, I mean, there's a man door, what they call man doors, but like a garage door on one end of the hangar and a huge hangar door on the other end. Right. So we didn't even... Um, try to put the otter inside the first night because it was so late and so cold and we couldn't get the truck started even though we put a charger on it for a long time you know a while but i explained all this we in my unrecorded <laughs> recording um right and uh so then the next morning the guys that he was supposed to fly around were supposed to come over at seven and they showed up early. Uh, I mean, we were, we were unloading the plane of the perishables because it was 40, 50 below, you know, getting food out of the plane and stuff until late and, um, trying to get things warmed up and ready to go. So we didn't get to bed till 1230 that night and then had to be up for the, the charter the next morning with these guys that showed up. So we go through all this work to get them in and, loaded and ready but um mm-hmm. then the hangar door wouldn't open so that was one other adventure you know <laughs> oh wow was it was it simply frozen or was it mechanical or the hydraulics yeah. it was primarily cold the hydraulics so we got the herman nelson out lift all those big hoses up and right. heated the mechanisms on that and um got that to work raise and lower you know okay so can i ask you a couple of questions because Anyone that may be listening to this podcast may not know where Dead Horse is or where exactly you are in... Are we recording now, May? Yes, we are. 
Oh, I didn't realize that. Good. I'm glad because I didn't. Well, I didn't want you to have to do it a third time, Judy Miller. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you can edit since I'm blowing it for you. So, yeah, we are operating on a dead horse, which is also commonly known as Prudhoe Bay. And Prudhoe Bay dead horse is nothing but an industrial city. There aren't really local residents or village or town or anything right here. It's all oil field related service companies that all have some relationship or another to servicing the oil work. So it's um, a lot of actual oil work people, but also service industries like there's there are hotels pretty much for anybody who wants to come, but most of those people are oil field workers. There are, there's a, a big Napa and something, a supply store, but you know, with basics like um, cold weather clothing and all the bits and pieces that a Napa would have in most places, but maybe a little bit expanded and a little bit more specialized towards the work up here. There's a few little souvenir kind of knickknack things um, in the store upstairs. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of um, independent business. There are a few places, I think, as that are coffee shops sort of things. Um, but, of course, most people up here are being housed and fed at their employer's expense. So there are hotels that have three-plus meals a day and have um, little uh, extras where you can just go in and grab sandwiches and cookies and treats uh, throughout the day and night. Everything's a 24-hour operation, but, of course, in the winter, it's dark and cold a lot of the time. Right now, we have, I think, sunrise is about 11 a.m. and sunset is at 3. Oh, good. Yeah, we've got some beautiful any weather right uh, so so i i know that i do have pictures of the hangar that you had sent me previously um but it would be nice if you could send me some pictures of the sunrise and the sunset i know it it looks a a little different when you're um on top of the world right oh it sure does you know i took you you mentioned something as we were flying up and i thought oh shoot we just passed denali and it was really gorgeous because the sun was low and and it was setting you know it was in that three o'clock time frame and then by the mm-hmm. time you asked for pictures or video, it was a little bit further north, 3, 3.30, which mm-hmm. is past Denali, and, and uh, it get more problematic to get some nice pictures. So, um, yeah, it's right. been gorgeous, though. It's just been clear and cold and really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. Where is Gary now? Is he is he working on one of the airplanes, or is he out? No, at this moment, we've just come in. We've had a very long day working in the hangar for the most part, working mm-hmm. on those heaters. Um, mm-hmm. He's a very resourceful guy, so he just starts diving in, whatever the problem is, and he's got a, a kit of spare parts for them, and we ended up, in one case, changing out a motherboard, in another case... It just needed a fuse. This was last night we discovered it, but we didn't have the right fuse, so he just jumpered it with wire, and the plan was to go go get the right fuse today. But there's a there's a post office up here, too, by the way, so we were going to run over there because we have some, we know there are some current um, FAA materials. There are maps, and, and we call them sectionals, and then we also have information manual it's called which gives you a lot of details specific to Alaska in that particular volume and um, a lot of people up here ship a lot of stuff up I think Amazon's as much here as anywhere and people Mm -hmm. get their mail sent to them so so right now we're inside getting warmed up 
we just had a visit from a guy next door, Raven and Hagelin fly in and out of here as well on regularly scheduled flights. And right. one of their pilots used to work for Gary, so he came over and visited. So we had a couple minutes of that, and that was really nice. We're just kind of, I'm actually making a salad as we speak. We'll check back in in the next few days. Okay, sounds good. Okay, all righty, bye-bye. I'd like to thank you for listening to our very first episode of Two Alaska Women. Please bear with us as we can see that there's just a little bit of a learning curve here. And join us for the very next podcast where we follow Gary from Dead Horse out to some of the incredible destinations. We'll be posting pictures on our website, and we'll also have video clips. Thank you so much.